0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. Wisdom and righteousness, wisdom and righteousness, they go together like a... uh, Okay, that really doesn't work poetically, does it? I mean, not nearly as good as love and marriage does in that old song. But what I want you to see is wisdom and righteousness, they go together even more importantly and and more inseparably than love and marriage do. If you are truly wise, if you truly seek wisdom, you will be righteous. And if you're truly righteous, there's no way you'll be able to do that without wisdom. And we're going to see this as we dig back into the book of Proverbs today and look at chapters 11 and 12. And what I really want you to see today, and not that this hasn't been seen in the other chapters before in Proverbs, but something we can really highlight today is uh, that wisdom has a clear moral component to it. As we look at the book of Proverbs, which if there's one word that comes to your mind when you think of the book of Proverbs, it's going to be wisdom. Wisdom is, as we've defined it, the skill of living, the skill of living life well. Uh, there is a clear moral component to that, to the writer of Proverbs, to Solomon. It is not just knowing the best things to do in situations or how to be shrewd or make the uh, you know best grade in the class or the best uh, returns from your investments or whatever it may be. It really is. Is, this wisdom is meant to point us to a righteous life uh, w- wisdom will lead us to doing what is right and one thing you'll notice and you see this in psalms and in proverbs and in some of these books we call the uh the wisdom literature of the bible you'll often see the contrast between the wise and the fool and, and what you're going to see also is you'll also see a lot of contrast between the righteous and the wicked and what i want you to see is That's two different ways of saying the same thing. That's six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? The the wise and the fool is the same thing as the righteous and the wicked because the wise man is the righteous man and the fool is the wicked man. True wisdom, and remember, where does wisdom begin? With the fear of the Lord. So when true wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord, then there's just going to be this desire, like it says at the end of Ecclesiastes, to fear God and keep His Commandments. I want to do what is right. I want to do what He says. So I want to encourage you today to really look at Proverbs and see uh, note the theme really of righteousness. And, and let's let's just look at some of the verses really that point us towards righteousness. We we see this in chapter eleven, even just as we uh, get started in verses five and six. It says, "The righteousness of the blameless keeps his way straight." but the wicked falls by his own wickedness. Uh, There's beauty in that picture that righteousness helps to uh, keep your way straight, where wickedness, it it creates problems. Uh, Lots of people, wickedness really blows up their their lives, where integrity brings uh, a stability to life. Or in verse 6, "...the righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the treacherous are taken captive by their lust." Uh, And how wickedness and treachery, they have those tendencies where we give into our lusts, we give into temptation, and it puts us in a situation where we feel trapped, where righteousness, uh, that leads to deliverance. So there we see that moral component. We also see that in verse 8, the righteous is delivered from trouble and the wicked walks into it instead. Now remember, the name of the book is Proverbs, not promises. So if you're like, well, I, I feel like I was being righteous, but I had a trial come into my life. That's not what this verse is saying. This is not speaking in absolutes on a lot of these things that it's not trying to say the righteous will never have trouble in their life. It's just saying righteousness has this tendency as a proverb to deliver from trouble, but the wicked walks into it, right? And again, that's that principle. Sin causes problems. And so the wicked person, by continuing in their sin, creates more problems. They're walking right into trouble where righteousness will deliver you from many of those problems, not all the troubles that you can find in life, but wisdom will deliver you from many troubles in life or consider verse 10 when it goes well with the righteous the city rejoices and you know, when the wicked perish there are shouts of gladness right righteousness doesn't even only bless you it blesses other people too so much so that it says uh, the the city rejoices when it goes well with the righteous verse 19 in chapter 11 says whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live but who he who pursues evil will die Uh, Verse 21 says, Be assured, an evil person will not go unpunished, but the offspring of the righteous will be delivered. Uh, So we see just these principles there. Verse 23, The desire of the righteous ends only in good, and the expectation of the wicked is wrath. Right. Now, again, not that there's no troubles or everything that a righteous person does will always go well, but they have a higher probability of things going well because they're doing things right. Where again, wickedness creates problems and brings this expectation of judgment. The righteous person gets to live their life without this uh, cloud of darkness and wrath and impending judgment hanging over them. Man, that's going to help them make better decisions, work harder, uh, be less distracted, where uh, wickedness is going to bring this expectation of wrath. Or verse 28 says, whoever trusts in riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Or, Or I love what it says in chapter 12, verse 3, no one is established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved, right? And there, if we seek wisdom, Proverbs said, we'll find it. And I think the same idea would be true for righteousness. If we really seek righteousness, we will find it. But on the other hand, verse uh, 27 says, whoever diligently seeks good seeks favor, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Wow. Let that be a warning. You want to go searching for evil? God says, you're going to find it. And that's not going to be a good thing. But if we search for what is good, uh, then we will find it. And that reminds me really of what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. We need to seek God, seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness. Uh, Those should be our highest desires. And that should remind us as Christians of the gospel, that ultimately we cannot be righteous in and of ourselves. There is a righteousness that we need, as theologians would call it, an alien righteousness, a righteousness that doesn't come from us, that we find through faith in Jesus Christ. We need his righteousness imputed to us, And then we also need His Spirit to work in us to give us a new heart that desires and enables us to live in a righteous way. Uh, But as you think through, I mean, look at all of those Proverbs that we read today on the benefits of righteousness. And I want you to really pray in your prayer time today and seek righteousness. Uh, if, if there's sin that you know of in your life confess it even ask god god expose sin in my life lord show me the evil corners of my heart that might still be there without me even knowing it because god seeing this i want less and less foolishness and more and more wisdom and i want less and less wickedness and more and more righteousness in my life and that's where you come back to just some of the greed he warns his son against in those opening chapters sexual immorality and just say god if there's any greed any sexual immorality in my heart, Lord, take it away, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And when we seek God that way, we will find him. So I want to encourage you today, seek righteousness, because if you really have wisdom, it will lead to righteousness. And those two things go together and they are blessings from everything we see in the book of Proverbs. Now let's go back to the subject of love and marriage as we go to 1 Corinthians 7. And here he gives an interesting principle, well, several interesting statements, so we won't have time to dig into all of them in 1 Corinthians 7. But in verse 17, he says, we're reading today 1 Corinthians 7, 17 through 40. He says, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. And then he goes on to give all these specific situations, whether you were circumcised or not, whether you were slave or not. Um, and you get the sense from all of this, hey, what your station in life is, some of the things that define your circumstances here, whether you're circumcised or not, whether you're a slave or not, whether you are married or not. None of those things is the most important thing about you. And whatever state you're in, your highest goal should be to serve The Lord uh, to lead the life that God has assigned to you. And so that's a reminder not that it's ever wrong to uh, ever wrong to desire to uh, change uh, some circumstances in your life, but remember that is not going to be the most important thing in your life. The most important thing in your life is really living for the Lord. And He says some things in here that are pretty shocking on that front. Uh, He says, In verse 26, I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it for the present form of this world is passing away. Now, what in the world is he saying there? Divorce your spouse, quit your job and do whatever? No, he's clearly not advocating that. We see the Bible speak against divorce and that we shouldn't all just go quit our jobs. That's not what he is saying. He's just saying, hey, what all these things that you think are important in life, whether it's your marriage or your job or whatever it is that you're mourning about or whatever it is that you're crying. that you're rejoicing about or whatever this big business deal is that you've got, Hey, you need to remember all of this is passing away and there's bigger things, more urgent things, more important things going on than having a nice, neat little home or a prosperous business or having your emotional state all sorted out. Uh, The time is short and the present form of this world is passing away away. And we need to, as it goes on to say, be anxious about how to please the Lord. That should be number one. And that's where he actually comes back to speak of some of the benefits of being single and how the married man, because he can't, divorce his spouse and shouldn't, according to God's design, there is a part of his mind and his anxiety that will be uh, taken up by his wife. He's concerned how how to please his wife, where the single man, he he doesn't have that same concern. And so he speaks of some of the benefits there, but whether you're single or married, remember, hey, let each person lead the life that God has assigned to them. And wherever you are in life, whether that's in business, in family, or, or whatever station you may be, how is your focus on pleasing the Lord? How are you reminding yourself, this time is short. This world is passing away. I need to make sure I'm focused on the things that are more, most important. That's what I really need. And you know what that starts to sound a lot like? wisdom. We need wisdom. We have a short window in this life. We need wisdom to to live it well. And we know that that wisdom will lead to righteousness as we seek to do what is right and pursue the Lord. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.